This is Fooditor Radio. The 2016 Michelin Awards for Chicago were announced Tuesday, though there wasn't much to announce. Acadia went up to two stars, Parachute and Dusex debuted at one, and the only restaurant still open which lost any was the lobby at the Peninsula following Lee Wolin's departure from Boca. To talk about that, I met up with Anthony Todd of Chicagoist and Joe Campagna of Chicago Food Snob, and now Fooditor, at the Barrel House Flat on Lincoln Avenue. It was a little noisy, but with cocktails flowing, we were ready to tackle this subject with all the seriousness it deserves. Here we are, and it's Michelin Day, and it's a quiet year for Michelin. Uh, Partly because they're recovering from last year, actually picking some places and making some news. Uh, but also, I don't know that that much happened on our food scene anyway. So I'm, I'm having a hard time working out my usual sense of injustice over the places that got left off because I can't think what they would be. Well, is well it, I have a lot of them got left off, but they've been left off every other time too. So it's not right. like my sense of injustice continues to boil over from previous years, but is neither... More but less. is it any more? I mean, it feels no. like you're just at this point. You're like it's year whatever, and no one gives a shit. It is. It's year whatever, it's like, and Vera still doesn't have a star or yeah. the command. It's year whatever. The and publican. The publican and is weirdly ignored. Are still yeah. Bibs. Like for some reason, the one-off hospitality property with Nico and publican open. The one-off hospitality property they gave a star to is Blackbird, which has been nothing but declining for the last like three years. Wow. And they gave a bib. I mean, not that it's awful. I've just been twice in the last six months, and it's been okay. I, I will say this: if, like, you, if, if and I think publican. Is the perfect example. If, if Longman and Eagle and Dusek, which conceivably, and, and I've heard this from other people today, seems to be the same fucking restaurant. Yep. How is Publican not on the list? Because I would say before, oh my goodness, it's not a Michelin restaurant. I agree. But Parachute, Dusek, Longman, like there is the schwa. Like apparently there is no longer such a thing in Chicago schwa. as a Michelin I mean, there, restaurant. There is no argue. You. you think so? I think there's. There are flights of brilliance there. Absolutely, if you don't get you know thrown out of the restaurant because they're drunk. True, but I think more so. I mean, he's expanding dining. The others are just giving you, you know, muscles and some form of sausage on a plate. Yes, that's not with a creative broth. Right. And some awful. And a Juicy Lucy. And a Juicy Lucy, which I genuinely love. I'm not going to lie. Juicy Lucy. I'm just surprised Michelin. You know, could be bothered to order it. At this point, I want to. Why is the honey butter fried chicken getting a good right. Michelin star at this point? I, if it's about making one thing really well, like a Juicy Lucy. Yeah. It's just really, I mean, that's the thing that's confusing for me is, I mean, they, they say their standards are one thing, and it's clearly another. You look at the list, and it's the spectrum of expense, decor, and style, which you could argue, but it seems like the rules in America are completely and utterly their own. I mean, if I, if, hypothetically, if I had $100 million, I would I would put a bounty to all of the <laughs> European inspectors and say, I will keep your anonymity, I'll sign NDAs, I'll bring you over for a million dollars, we'll dine out at all the places, and you fucking explain to me how these are Michelin-starred restaurants in the one to two category. Three, I have no argument. Right. But I, I want to know how one to two gets what they get. I mean, I'm less confused about two. I'm kind of mostly okay with that. What, what about two offends your sensibilities? The issue... Alright, so Acadia I think is good. Is it two? It's, I think, personal preference. I haven't been back since they switched to all tasting menus, so I don't feel right. qualified to come in. 42 grams. The portions are small. They make absolutely no accommodation for anybody. And I mean, I went with a vegetarian, and literally they're just like skipping her. Which is fine, and they make that known. 
But in that sense, I mean, I, I, I think it's good. I don't know if it's too stark. See, 42 grams has been the single best meal I've had of the last two years each year. So I was ecstatic that they got two stars. But yeah, that I being said, no problem with them. They, but I didn't have a vegetarian. Right. I didn't have anyone with accommodations. Well, no, Once right. I went with this person, and he I, eats everything. I ate the vegetarian's food, yeah. so I was fine. So you were happy with it. <laughs> I was happy with that. Are but they the, even open right now, by the way? No, I don't know. I think they, they, did they reopen? They're at least taking reservations okay. now. Because last I heard, they were yeah. they were closed, but I haven't checked up on that. And service there is... I mean, it's not really service. It's dictatorial. If you get up to go to the bathroom, we're just going to skip it and move on. It's like a speed racing. Like, I think that they just don't like Joe. <laughs> Maybe you not so big. I mean, they, they, they started out and they say, if you go to the bathroom, we're still gonna go. I've never had that happen. Oh, my yeah. God. Maybe. Well, maybe when I haven't. I've only been once since they got the Michelin stars. Maybe things Time have to go back. Time to go but back. But the other two stars, you know. Sixteen, I do like. I've been yeah. there recently. I think Thomas does a great job. I don't think. I think he could get to three. I don't think they'll give it to him because it's a hotel. But Katie, I mean, I need to get back. I agree with you. I think there's potential there. I, I didn't see it before, but perhaps they're seeing something we don't. Sixteen is made for them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's their, it's their it's kind a real of place. Um, you know, to me, I think if you compare similar kinds of places, it's really hard to see. I mean, like you were talking about Longman versus, say, Publican. You know, why? I don't get it. Why is one of those? And they seem to have doubled down on Longman by naming Dusex. I mean, I like Dusex a lot too. But I have a hard time seeing why it's favored versus other places that are very comparable. And, you know, what's what's that magic little distinction that makes one of them worthy like that? I don't know. I mean, I, I feel early on they picked Longman, so at least they had something hip and in Logan Square. And, you know, could prove that they had actually been to that neighborhood. <laughs> but, but they won't go past that. I, I can't argue. I mean, for me, like, seeing Dusix and that, for me, the thought came to me when when cooks or bartenders overpour, put a bigger portion out. In the restaurant industry, the joke is, is your dad here? Is your family here? It's like, is, who, what relative is on this panel? Not that they don't deserve it, because I'm going to probably get hate mail or something or flame. RPM, I mean, they're going to come, so not RPM, 42 grams is going to come after you. That's fine. They're going to come get you. That, that might... They, they, I'm more afraid of them than the Longman group because Jake will kill me. But, but for for them, it's like, what is this? Like, it's it's kind of the same restaurant, hit different neighborhoods. Like, are they? It's like if I'm do sex in 42 grams, I open in like Humble Park. I do a, a remotely similar restaurant and I gain my third star. Like, why not do that? Yeah. You know, a trip handy, you know, mixology program, and you're in. But they didn't take anybody off. They they left. Well, the lobby. the lobby. The lobby got off. kicked. That was two years ago. Was it this year? No, it was this, this year. year. The lobby got kicked okay. this year, and that's of course because the chef gone is gone. gone. Right. And otherwise, like two things closed. What was it? Senza and uh, something else. We're pathetic. Clearly, we weren't all that attached to the restaurant that closed. I, I, yes, I guess not. I looked it up earlier, and I still don't know what it was. Um, I mean, for me, I think maybe even the bigger issues, like, I feel like even with the big gourmand side, it's a long list, and their rules are, what, $40? It's a long list, a and meal. it is a deeply confusing list. Yeah. Like, well, it's always had two parts. Yeah. Part of it is the things that aren't quite a star, and that's how Publican and Avec and whatever are on there. Girl on the Goat, GT Girl on the Goat, yeah. exactly. The other part of it is 
recommendations for people from those countries, which is how a smack tech gets on there, which right. is a, which is a wonderful little Polish place, but it's not on there because Michelin thinks it's comparable to Girl and the Goat. It's on there because they want a Polish place. But Girl and the Goat isn't a bib, in the sense that budgetary reasons. It's yeah, like, they're getting out of there. Their excuses bucks? for yeah, exactly. You know, with two I, courses I think, and a glass of wine. Yeah, I'll take the I'll get the bread. If one of the courses is <laughs> free, like, free bread. Uh, is a matchbox. Apparently, you, know? you can leave hungry because you just couldn't possibly. Like, and that's I the thing know what they, they ordered. They just don't tell me. And that's the thing that annoys me is it's it doesn't seem to be designed, as you said, for good bargains. It's good bargains plus this list of places that we know if we don't give something, we look like idiots. Which they right. really should just make that into two lists. There should be the you know thing, honorable mentions or things we're watching or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like the Cannes Film Festival has "En certain regard," which translates as. Your movie isn't that good, but maybe your next one will be. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so. But I think that, I mean, I almost wonder, like, if you're coming from Europe, and this is, and you have the standards there that you're used to, and you're a gourmand, and you eat at Bibs, and you eat at Star Places, and you come to Chicago, what is your reaction? Like, if you go into some of these places, and if you go into, you know, the stars versus the others, because, I mean, I'm assuming you're coming in with an expectation. But that's why schwa mystifies me, right? So, like, you go into schwa, and you get nothing, but you go into Brondi, which I'm sure is filled with glamour and fabulousness that a European would appreciate and get ignored. I mean, I haven't had the most amazing meals in my life at Brondi, but they have that sort of right. Michelin feeling, and yet... No Spiaggia is as good as Dusek, is as good as... They're all the shoot. same. They're all They're identical. They're all the same. They're identical. They're right. rated the exact same. <laughs> well, I was talking about that which last year. staggering. That they don't have any room for play in their ratings because everything's bunched at the one-star level. You know, they need a one-star plus and a one-star minus half or something. Stars. You know, half-star something. Or just don't give people stars. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody. We just actually, cancel the whole thing. Just actually stick to your, you know, stick to your, your guns. And these are our standards. And you don't, you have a great restaurant. But it is not a Michigan. Michigan I'm sorry. Michigan this is this is a point I made in, in in a post I wrote today, which is that in the 2016 guide to Belgium and Luxembourg, there are 115 one-star restaurants in Belgium and Luxembourg. There's only 12 million people in Belgium and Luxembourg. Are they just that much better than we are, or do we just not get them because we're America? Like the Belgians buy the book. Fair enough, and that might be the reason. But like, right. I would almost go the other direction and say they're being oddly stingy with us. Like, why are we continuing to hover around this weird, you know, twenty to thirty in a way that they don't? That. That we eat in a way that they don't really approve of. They kind of have to accept it on a certain level. And I think, I mean, to me, one of the things that's interesting is look at parachute versus fat rice. Yep. Um, Which is an inexplicable rice. contrast. Oh, I don't think it's inexplicable at all. I'll tell you. I'm ready. I'll tell you my theory. Explain to me. Fat rice is a is a bib. Yeah. Parachute is a star. Yeah. The reason is parachute is less crazily ambitious but more consistent. And they're a guide for tourists coming from out of town. And consistency is prized really highly. You don't want to, you know, there, there's nothing in it for them to recommend the place that's hit or miss but sometimes fantastic. So they're but playing it safe. So they're playing it safe. That's insane. what confuses me, right? So I have, I am the world's biggest fan of Deuce X. I have given it massive coverage. I've had some mediocre stuff at Deuce X. I've never had a bad dish at the Public End, ever. I've never had a bad dish at the Public End. So they're the ultimate reliable restaurant. Why wouldn't you give them, if you're going for a gastropub, I've had bad dishes at Longman. I've had bad service at Longman. Most yeah, of well, what I've had has been I amazing. I bad service was part of the point. Well, and, I've, and I've got, most of what I've had has been amazing. But if the goal is reliability, I mean, once again, I go back to Schwa. If the goal is reliability for an out-of-towner, how are some of these places... 
I think they, on the list. Early on with Schrod, I think they recognized that, they, I mean, it's another one where they wanted to seem hip. So they they picked something that wasn't 16, you know, wasn't wasn't Rhea in the hotel or That's anything true. like that. Um, and now they're sort of stuck with it. Let me ask you this. Does it surprise you that Everest and True were on the list yet? We never really seem to hear about them other than Michelin. No, it they're doesn't perfect surprise Michelin me at all. They're pretty, yeah, well, exactly. they are, but they're it's They're perfect like, Michelin restaurants. But, like, it's something that, you know, the local scene doesn't really write about. Nobody talks about them. You know, in a, in a grander sense, they make a list here or there, but they're definitely celebrated by this. True, at least. I mean, I don't know who dines at Everest now. I know who dined before the 2008 crash. But... Um, True, I think, I mean, I hear a lot of people talk about, you know, the parents wanted to eat a really nice meal to celebrate this or that, and they go to True. True, I think, still has a mystique for that. I mean, I would say, well, go try 16 or something. But that being said, I've had excellent meals the last two times I've been at True. I mean, if I do I remember any of the dishes that I had? No. But that I have excellent meals? Yeah. Have gone away. I mean, perhaps the best thing about Michelin is that we won't die about it for 364 days. <laughs> no, no. Week before, fifty-one months. Week, yeah, right, right. Right. Fifty-one weeks. We want to talk about it for fifty-one weeks. And obviously, we're talking about it on Michelin Day because none of us got invited to the party. Right. True. <laughs> I don't know who gets invited to the party because I, I asked every food writer right. I could find, and none of them got invited. I was. We all hate them. <laughs> <laughs> were you invited to the party? I no. When I was at Grub Street, I was. But I was never invited since. to the very first party, and never since. Yeah. I don't know how they had my email address then, but not now. I don't know what happened. Uh, Do they man. have Chicago publicists? They must have someone. We're just all bitter. I'm We're all bitter. I'm not I mean, sure I'm bitter. What's the what's the code? I don't want to be a part of a club that, that wants would have me. Anyway, that yeah, exactly. Have me. The Michelin <coughs> Club would would not have us. No. So not, we are not French enough, huh? We do not get it uh, with the uh, potato gaufrettes and uh, <laughs> the Michelin tires, huh? All right. So here's a question. I think they don't like other people making French food. I think they they endure things like Everest, you know, with one star. Yeah, have, you have he's on, the token French guy? He's the token French guy. What would you have on the list? Next year, I mean, the Blanchard is probably too new yeah. for them, but that's my question. If everyone thinks the Blanchard is really good, and it is. It what, is. what will happen next year? Will they, will they like it or they diss it? American of French food. From a chef who isn't French, unlike right. Jean Joho, who at least, you know, has a... Has a patina. A guy named Paskowitz, right? Making <laughs> French food, gets a Michelin star. I, I, at that point, hell might freeze over, or the yeah. Cubs win the World Series. Yeah, and neither uh, of those things is going to happen. So no Michelin no, star. So no Michelin star. But no, I agree with you, Mike. I think I think he's definitely doing great food, considering who else is on that list. I can't see why they wouldn't put him on. Are there any other new places that were really surprised didn't make a cut? Like, I, you know, I could have seen things like Bomboya become bibs. Yeah. There's nothing that I, that was new this year that I feel got screwed not getting a star or even would next year. I'm a little surprised about Momotaro. I'm not that surprised, but I am a little surprised because it seems like the sort of epic, reliable, a little bit corporate, a little bit creative place that Michelin would like. I think there may be too much for them to... There's you know, too much going on. Choose. There's yeah, many menus. Too there's big. Have to, you have to evaluate four different restaurants. Exactly. The only, they can't even handle next, so clearly they right, can't handle right. Montaro. The, the only other restaurant I can maybe think of, I mean, the experiences I've had were good, was Both House. Yeah. It's that quaint, 
out of the way place, people taking a risk. Steakhouses don't. It got a bit, didn't it? I don't know what you're eating at Buff House to get a $40 meal, not steak. Is it a bit? Brussels sprouts. I, I think it's a bit. Did it get a bit? Pause while all of us pull out our like, phones. Yeah, exactly. No, I'm sorry, but Bohemian House is what I was thinking yeah, okay. of. All restaurants started with a B that opened them last year. What are we missing, guys? Like, we love all these places, and Michelin doesn't. I'm what's okay the, with what's that. What's the mystical quality? I accept. This that is why we're never going to be Michelin well, reviewers. Well, that's why you can't figure it out. Is it food? Is it service? Because some of these places excel at both. Some at one or the other. And then there's Untitled. Oh. Good lord! Which I just don't understand. Did you say Untitled. Untitled has a bib. Has a bib. I don't even understand that. Wait, hold on. The Speakeasy with no sign, underground. Yes. Yeah. With nine concepts in one. Yes. Because clearly they can't evaluate places with multiple concepts. Right, except that one. I must have just stopped reading the list. <laughs> I didn't even realize. Yeah, Untitled oh, has shit. a bed. Big Jones doesn't have a bed, but Untitled has a bed. Explain Paul me that Fairbach one. Paul Fehrenbach is way too political. Well, kidding. You know, I'm just saying. <laughs> that's that's fuck. I'm speechless. I can get some. I can get some fried <laughs> chicken and some collard greens. Speechless. Mm. Untitled. Speechless. Speechless. And oh. I, like I said, I was at, I was speaking downstairs before we started recording. I was at V on Saturday, which was on the original Michelin list and fell off. Right. I had a better meal at V than I had at probably half the one stars on that list. It was perfect. Yeah. But there are no suburban restaurants. Ron's gotten much better over the last year or two. Yep. You also have found up in Evanston not getting oh, any love. My goodness, I'm it's at least a bib. I think it's possible the Michelin inspector doesn't own a car. It's <laughs> they can't leave the city limits. It's possible. So maybe the zip, they don't have a budget for the zip car. No. And they just can't go to found. So you're saying that the place yeah. for Michelin tires, <laughs> for Michelin lists, doesn't have enough money to travel. I, you know what? Maybe they you just wrote know. the budget in such a way that they can have a $500 bottle of wine, but they can't come to The juxtaposition of the list. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't Can't travel. Me. Can't travel. That's awesome. But there are no suburban restaurants. Well, I mean, those are, we probably named the only two that could. Yeah, is there mean, anybody else? I mean, you go to the suburban place. It's pretty great. <laughs> suburban food is great. You're gonna get hate mail for saying suburban That's fine. Place. I'll fucking come out to your place and tell you why it's grim. <laughs> it's awful food out there. I, I could add a few things, but not that many. Yeah. No, yeah, it's a many. short list. I mean, you gotta be able to ride the ride that tall. I mean, it's. <laughs> And I, and I mean, and I would say that about a lot of things that opened this year. We only really can name a couple places when a lot opened. Because right. I think a lot of what's opening is pretty mediocre. It's either people who are too young and have access to money, or people who are out of their depth yet. You know, it's and there's also a lot of goods but not outstanding. Like I, you know, right. I think MFK is an outstanding restaurant. Right. I don't know if it's Michelin star. I don't know if it's in the category of Topolobampo. No. But it's you know an outstanding restaurant. And I think there's a lot of those that have opened in the last two years right. that are good but not. And it, but I mean, yeah. and, and MFK, you're opening that to get a bit more money. Yep. If you get a star, it's one of those where you're like, whoa. What happened? Like yeah. sex. Right. <laughs> right. Maybe if you like open a star, you get a star there, you get pissed because you know you're not winning the lottery. Your luck is <laughs> run out. It's true. You're, you're done. done. You're done for life. You're done. Your next restaurant's going to burn down. Right, right. I, I shouldn't say that about the Winchester. Which is well, the thing. And, and, also, they weren't on the bib list, right? No. Which no. is weird. But what about, and then there's the also, I mean, people were arguing if, if not, if some of the places got on, why not malls? Why not Pavettes? Granted, it's a steakhouse. They don't like steakhouses. They, they don't like I soda coffee. They don't like soda coffee. But I think Mods. Mods is outstanding and is an easy Bib Gourmand. You can definitely get within the Bib Gourmand income range. But again, maybe it's because it's French. Maybe. Maybe Ocheval? because they couldn't get reservations. Is Ocheval a Bib Gourmand? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, thank goodness. So they don't just hate soda coffee straight right. up all around. 
but or that's their way of not appearing to hate Soda Cop yes. all the way. It would be a very strange list if Oshawa wasn't on it, given its national Stranger. Stranger, fair enough. <laughs> like, I mean, they, they, I, it's weird, though, because we say things like, well, they don't understand Chicago. Well, clearly the inspectors are here. True. Like, they live here. We probably know them. Or know, if we heard no, their I names, think, we would know their names. I they're think they're totally critics. unknown. You think so? I think, I think Then how did they get the job? But how many people in Chicago have 10 years of food writing experience who none of the three of us would know? Like, I don't think that there are any. I think there's like four. I think David Hammond is a secret Michelin. I've always thought Heather Shouse is a secret Michelin. That could explain part of the list. And that's why she quit. I could explain that list. Doesn't she live in Kansas City now? I don't care. Okay. She still designs plants here. True. Do you think David Hammond is the secret Michelin inspector? He could be. That would be genius. It he would be not anonymous at all. It would be <laughs> diabolical because it would piss off Mike Nagrin. That's true. Because he's actually anonymous. He is anonymous. So he says. Yeah. It's weird to me that we haven't seen, given given the ubiquity of the internet, it's weird to me that we haven't seen more sort of ex-Michelin, like, people tell all. Like, none of the U.S. inspectors, as far as I know, in New York, San Francisco, or here, have quit and then been like, I'm going to tell you about what it was like. And no matter what non-disclosure agreement they have, it can't last that long. Right. No, not, like, not that. It's not going to be like, for life, you can never tell. Like, that's not how these things work. No, that's a good point. So why has none of them ever come out and been like, here's what's like, you could write a memoir, you could write an amazing memoir. Because no one's ever that quit. That's why. <laughs> Everyone's still there. It's a, it's a, it's a sweet gig. You don't have to you do very much. Yeah. You, you tweet. You have to tweet occasionally. You have a million, million, million dollar budget to go eat in Chicago. Yeah. And you have to tweet a lot. Yeah. And you have to Not tweet even like, that mean much. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like stuff that like, is like, it's like, how do we confuse people to think we're a man or a woman, old or young? Like, I remember a couple years ago, I wrote a post and it's like, this is what we know. And it was like, it's a sociopath. If it's like a few people, they are truly a sociopath. They were, they were like defunct actors who have like taken on the food scene. I do wonder if they've been back to all the big gourmands in the last year. Like, I they really go every year. That's, that's a lot of big gourmanding. It is. And, you know, the thing I noticed, like when they finally reviewed Next in the book, it was clear that they had only been to one menu you from know, the way they wrote it. Can you tell which one it was? Yeah, I can't remember now. This but Italian <laughs> restaurant located <laughs> yeah. in the old marketplace. <laughs> no, it was, serves an okay pasta. <laughs> and there's only one. I, I think it was I think it was vegan, actually, which oh, is like geez. the <laughs> least typical. Something like that. Which was a great menu. But again, yeah. like how do you like next to Eleven City Diner, this place does okay. But you know, I mean By writers, the way, writers can tell when writers are bullshitting. And it totally had that, you know. His mastery of vegetables is not a command. And he's good at other things. <laughs> kind of feel. The thing that confuses me, though, is that... So, wasn't the original explanation for Next that they couldn't review it because it's, like, too many restaurants? Like, it doesn't, yeah. it's not consistent? Except for the last two, three years now, 16 has done exactly the same thing. Yeah? Like, exactly. The only thing they don't change... No, they even do. They change the font on the menus. They change the sign on the website. They change the decor. I would like, argue... The experience is totally different. That's like, a good point. It's I would argue that it's not nearly as different as going from... I just don't think they get as much ...vegetarian publicity. to Chinese or whatever. Possibly, but it's still pretty radical, like, but they theme did, shift. But they did finally review it in the book. I know. They claimed that was their reason, and then the book totally disproved it. Yeah, that the can't book, be the reason. The book proved that the reason they don't like it is because they think it's... Cramped and uncomfortable, and I think it's because Nick Conus has set up talk to block all of their email addresses. <laughs> 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 but I can't get tickets. <laughs> I don't know. Any other news this month you want to talk about? 
giant steakhouses. No, good. Anthony's Lord. Anthony's only eating steak. I'm only now. eating steak for this entire month, apparently. Between Chicago's sexiest steakhouse and Swift and Sons, I'm sweating. Which was Craples and Worth. What? Chicago's sexiest steakhouse. That's Craples and Worth. <laughs> yes, that's exactly right. Um, I'm sorry. You call yourself Chicago's sexiest steakhouse. And you're asking for it. Yeah. Um, it's a bold line. The steak, and they've taken it down. In their defense, they've taken that line off their website. It was a pre-opening publicity piece. And now it's Chicago's horniest steakhouse. <laughs> oh my god. I feel. I feel a little bit. I don't feel bad for them at all. What am I saying? They're packed and they're making zillions of dollars. Yeah. I don't feel bad. For them. Well, until the next sexy steakhouse opens, and then yeah. which people is two will go weeks to that later. One. Yeah. Which is two weeks later. Which is Maple and Ash, and people will go to that. And then Swift and Sons. And then Swift and Sons. And then GT. Is it GT Prime someday? Maybe February. February. I think ish. But I mean, do you think those people get confused? They just go to one hot opening to the next. You know what? Now that I work in a law firm and I'm with those people, no, they keep they like have index cards in their wallet. They know every single steakhouse. Do they walk? It's by, ridiculous. Do they walk by the old places like a lost girlfriend or boyfriend? Like, it's awkward. I can't look at you. Like, no, they just go back. I used to love you. Like, I was out to dinner last night with a, another associate at my firm, who is a woman who is obsessed with steakhouses and has been to every single one of them in the city, probably all of them in the last twelve months. It's insane. That's like all they do. They go to steakhouse after steakhouse after steakhouse. After another, and that's part of the problem is that these new epic steakhouses are competing for that crowd, yeah. where they have such they have such high standards and they're so repetitive that you really have to try to do something epic to stand out from the crowd. You have to have the ridiculous design of SDK or the over the top fourteen million square feet of Swift and Sons or something. Or dolphins flowing in tubes over your head as you right. die. Or it's the Rainforest Cafe. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, this boom is going to end eventually. God, I hope so. I don't know. Uh, is there know. enough dry-aged beef in the city it'll, limits? It'll end when Bernie Sanders becomes president and has them all shot. I, I mean, guess. That, that sounds that's fine about with me. It. But I mean, this is the stockyard palette. I guess we are the flyover state that eats cud and potato. I, you know what? I've had enough cud and potato in the last <laughs> month. I really would like a nice plate of sushi right now, like a nice. Pristine plate of sushi. There's about two places you can go. All right, before we start bashing all the restaurants that we don't right. like, is there any other news? Is there any other news? I don't know. Has anything happened in the last? I mean, no, we're waiting. Tom on... left Big Star. That is actually excellent news. I thought. I think White Oak Tavern gets better. I think Tom Van Lente gets happy. to cook again. That's and amazing. Happy. And not make. And I don't tacos. think Big Star will be bothered in the no, slightest. Of course not. No one will notice. So. Did, who was the chef at Big Star before Tom? Well, Kerry Taylor was oh, there for yeah. a while. He moved to Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yep. Justin Large, I guess, was he's really... In, he's and he moved, insider. moved to wherever he moved to, so... He's in Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. So slowly, one off is eliminating chefs from the city of Chicago <laughs> by putting them in charge of Firing Big Star. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, I'm trying to think of any other interesting dining Waiting for a million things to open. We are waiting for a million things to open. Yeah. There's a lot coming. You got Monteverde. You got that's going to be Duck, 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 Duck Goat. Goat. You got uh, Oyster now. Oil, GT Prime. You, was, was What's it? the other? The new Akats property, Royster. Is it? Oh, Royster. That's that's never happening. No, <laughs> I can't say I'm 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 going to predict it correctly, but I think they open and they're just like be like, hey, by the way, reservations, buy your ticket. On talk. On talk. But it's buy your ticket or make your reservation. We're open. Like no fucking media at all. I wouldn't be surprised. That that that. Actually, I no. I I I, dis- I dispute you on one point. 
three weeks before the opening, they will put out a dark, moody preview video without the name of the restaurant in it. And the only way you'll know it's them is going to come from their YouTube channel. <laughs> yeah. And there'll be no food in the video. It'll just be smoke just and mood music and jerky camera movements. Like a, like a weird Blair Witch. Yes. And then restaurant. Exactly. And, and wheat growing in extremely <laughs> short depth of field. That was a weird video. God, we're so jaded. <laughs> so That's what they pay us for. And yet a great restaurant makes the love come out again. The Blanchard made the love come out Oh my out god. Again. No, absolutely. That was the most fun I'd had reviewing a restaurant in months. Because it was so good. It's good to see him hit his stride. I mean, he's, yeah. he's got talent. He's opened a restaurant where you can get stuff that you know, and it's played it a little bit more uniquely, but, yeah. Yeah, no, that's my favorite opening of the last, like, three months, right? Is there anything else that comes close? No. No. No, No, but I think we end there. I think we end on a positive. Yes. Next year, they're going to get a star. Who's going to put their neck out and say next year they're going to get a star when they're a French restaurant in Chicago? No, I think they're not for that very reason. I think they're not going to get it. So I'll be the negative. You can can say they're going to get a star. I'm I'm not sure I can say that, actually. (laughs) I I would say this. I think they should, and I think they will. Okay. I'll I'll be the boy. Um, And we'll be back in 365 (laughs) days to to be bewildered yet again. (laughs) And bemoan the absence of the Blanchard. Right. Oh, no. I'll be open with me weeping. (laughs) Tears of bourbon. To talk about how Momotaro got screwed again. The Oriole was totally overlooked. Uh, (laughs) GG Fiction Racer still doesn't have a star. Right. Produced by Michael Gebert for Fooditor Radio. Music by Kevin McLeod. Fooditor.com.